0: Hello and welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. This episode of Policing Matters podcast is sponsored by LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Learn more about how their Accurate Virtual Crime Center can help you solve more crime and find non-obvious connections at risk.lexisnexus.com backslash A-V-C-C. Well, today I'm speaking with uh, Trudy Ford, the Section Chief of the Global Law Enforcement Support Section, the GLESS, of the FBI Criminal Justice Information Services Division. Chief Ford oversees eight units and programs within GLESS the Crime Management Unit, the Global Initiatives Unit, the Data Sharing Services Unit, the Programs Research and Standards Unit, the CGIS. Audit Unit, the National Crime Information Center Policing Policy Unit, the Law Enforcement Engagement Unit, the Advisory Process Management Office. Wow. Chief Ford, welcome to the show. You have a lot of duties.
1: Thank you, Jim. Yes, it's a busy day here.
0: So Ms. Ford's also served as the program manager for facial analysis, comparison and evaluation services unit since its inception since February 2011 until 2015. She holds a a bachelor of science degree in business management from Fairmont State College and a master of science degree in strategic intelligence from American military university. So, uh, Chief Ford, you have a a big uh, task and responsibility of getting the 18,000 law enforcement agencies on track for the January 1, 2021 uh, compliance with NIBRS. No pressure.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is a big job.
0: So the the date is looming and last I looked at a a map uh, of the US, I think we had something like 45% compliance, is that about right?
1: Yes, it's a little over that, it's about 46 currently.
0: Okay, that's great. So we're switching crime statistics reporting from the SRS, or the Summary Reporting System, over to NIBRS, the National Incident-Based Reporting System. And your website at fbi.gov has some really great uh, resources for our listeners um, about how uh, to transition if you haven't already, uh, what needs to be done within the agency, a lot of support within um, the FBI. And essentially NIBRS will provide greater specificity in reporting offenses. Uh, According to your website, it collects more detailed information. Uh, helps give context to specific crime problems, and provides greater analytic flexibility. Those are all great things, but I'm going to ask you some questions about what that means to the line officer and daily reporting and things like that. So what prompted the change? Why why the improved NIBRS system?
1: Well, let's start with the summary reporting system. That's the original method of reporting and we used aggregate counts of crime data and that started in the 1930s. We collect on 10 offense accounts and arrest only data for 21 arrest categories. The SRS also had a hierarchy rule which only counted the most serious offense within a multi-offense incident. So for example if a murder and a robbery happened in the same incident based under the SRS reporting hierarchy rule it would only count then the murder. So in 1989, with everything kind of changing, the increase in volume at that time, diversity of crime, complexity of crime, the FBI Uniform Crime Reporting implemented the National Incident-Based Reporting System, or NIBRS, to address that. It is an incident-based reporting system. It will collect information on the offense, the victim, the offender, the arrestee, and property data on each single crime that occurs within 24 crime categories made up of 52 specific crimes.
0: Okay, so we're getting, uh, I, I know in the past now we are just reporting the, the main crime and that's pretty much what gets reported, so you may have ancillary crimes that don't don't get much notice in the statistics. That's correct. So will the Uniform Crime Reports or the UCR as we know it, uh, the summary of annual part one and part two crimes, uh, will that change as well?
1: So some of the labels will change. We're actually going to refer to it as Group A offenses, but the general concepts for collecting, scoring, and reporting UCR data are going to be applicable to both the SRS and the NIBRS um, systems. They both collect crimes that were reported to law enforcement that law enforcement has witnessed, and will include reports in which nobody was arrested. Now, keep in mind, the FBI will continue to convert NIBRS data into the SRS forms and data sets for the next 20 years, just so we can maintain trends, and that will be available on the Crime Data
0: Explorer. Okay, so you'll have both systems running side by side?
1: Yeah, we will basically take the information from NIBRS and backfill it, if you will, into SRS. We won't be accepting SRS data any longer, but we will be able to kind of backfill that information so trends can still be supported.
0: With, with the change and with the different systems, will, will we see a disparity or, or a change in the numbers of statistics? Will those drastically change over next year?
1: So with the elimination of the hierarchy rule, again, which only collected the most serious crime, now that we are able to capture up to 10 offenses per incident, um, yes, in theory, it would grow. Um, what we, we did a study in 2014 showing that the SRS reporting compared to NIBRS reporting resulted in the loss of a little over 10% of criminal incidents just based on the multiple offense issue. So yes, it will um, in theory change, but a new standard will naturally evolve based on everyone using this same reporting mechanism. And again, we will continue that trending using the old SRS method as well, just so people can kind of see and compare.
0: Okay, yeah. So it'll be important to get the word out to legislators and the public to put the big asterisk there to let them know that this was the year the change was was yeah, happening. Exactly. So what does it mean for rank and file officers, the, the men and women who go out there and take police reports, will field re- incident reports change at all?
1: So, you know, I think mostly it'll be transparent because the majority of agencies have already started collecting that information in that format, not necessarily reporting it to us, but there may be some changes needed to the incident form. For example, um, you know, questions that may not have been clear before or asked overtly before, such as, was the offender using drugs? Um, or alcohol was a computer used during a crime. So there might be some uh, changes to the incident form, but again, this started in nineteen eighty nine so we think slowly some of those changes have already occurred.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. so um, we we see the 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 difference in the reporting and and more data, uh, more specificity. and so i I imagine that the individual agencies will um, have the flexibility to use that statistical information to to do their own uh, enforcement plan or educational component or or what have you. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that would be true. I mean, NIBRS is also going to collect information like time of day, location types, gang involvement, types of weapons or force involved drug types, quantity, things like that in the incident report. So with this richer data and greater context at both the national and local level, yeah, that should allow agencies to identify and address evolving crime issues in their areas.
0: Yeah, that's great when, when trying to translate that, the issues to the public, that um, especially right now, a lot of agencies, a lot of cities are moving towards uh, decriminalization of drugs and not really understanding the entirety or the impact on collateral crime. Mm -hmm. It was really good information. Well, um, if we can pause for a minute, I'd like to acknowledge our sponsor. And Accurant Virtual Crime Center helps accelerate your investigations by finding connections between public records and nationwide law enforcement data with one search. To learn more about Accurant Virtual Crime Center, register now for the LexisNexis Law Enforcement Conference. This free virtual event on November 10th, 2020 will showcase live keynotes followed by on-demand access to a library of expert-led sessions, including perspectives from law enforcement leaders nationwide, training for your entire agency, and live help from product experts. Register by going to Risk dot LexisNexis.com backslash L-E-Register. That's L-E as in Law Enforcement Register. Well, back again with Chief Trudy Ford from the FBI talking about NIBRS. Um, so what is the, the national product, uh, excuse me, process um, in compliance so far? So you said 46 uh, percent, Compliance so far. Is there a rush to get the, the other agencies on board? Are you are you holding like weekly sessions?
1: Well, we have been working very diligently and trying to get everybody to be NIBR certified and compliant. So, based on the agency commitments that we have so far, it looks like eighty one percent of the population will be represented on January 1st, 2021. So that is a significant increase obviously from the 46% that we have today. And again, this is based on agency commitments. We have engaged with them very closely and trying to support them in their transition.
0: Yeah, and and so I know in, in reading some of the, the back history that um, it's, it's recommended rather than mandatory, but I noticed there is some funding um, tied into compliance and uh, the justice assistant grants, which a lot of on the JAG grants, um, that they're going to be tied into NIBRS.
1: Yes. So again, we will not accept SRS data after January 1st, but I will say that some states may continue um, to allow that kind of data to be submitted to their state program. Mm -hmm. But again, we are working with them and we're encouraging them to become NIBRS compliant as soon as possible. But to your point, Yes, agencies receiving JAG funding um, should be aware that this funding is based on the participation in the FBI UCR program. So failure to failure to report crime statistics to the FBI could result in a loss of such funding.
0: Mm, Got it. Okay, so we talked a little bit about um, can the NIBR statistics be used to lead agencies to better crime-directed strategies? Is there any tie into to anything um, that agencies are using now, like Crime Maps or um, CompStat or things like that?
1: Not specifically that I am aware of, but we work more to provide the information available and then they can use it in whatever form or fashion that they want to. Because I know mapping to your point and and others, but to name a specific product or a specific um, agency doing something with it, I I couldn't do that. But we know that academia is using it, research are using it, um, you know, obviously law enforcement and training personnel So it's a lot of wealth of information, and we're really excited to get more of the richer data out there uh, for use as the public and, you know, constituents see fit.
0: Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it's, uh, you know, we hear about contact tracing in regards to COVID, and rather than just taking statistics, uh, taking in more information will give us more depth and breadth to the the problems and should give some agencies some ideas on what to focus on.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So um, what type of support can an FBI, uh, can the FBI offer an agency in order to make the switch?
1: As you mentioned, we do have lots of resources available on our website, whether that's training, um, data integration support, we can certainly help with that. Technical assistance, um, and that could be, you know, web services helping to get connected with our web services, data specifications, any reporting requirements. But our NIBRS webpage, I think, is very user-friendly, um, mm-hmm. very visual. It does have um, links to Crime Data Explorer, obviously, the NIBRS documentation. There's a NIBRS video. Um, there's a readiness assessment and some frequently asked questions. So we really have tried to put a lot of information out there uh, for use by those agencies.
0: Yeah, to me, the 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 best document is the 30 questions, the 30 frequently asked questions. Okay. and, and uh, pretty much covers everything um, in in how to get compliance and what it means and and what changes will take place. So, yeah, somebody up in the in your organization should be taking a look at fbi.gov/nibers and uh, and see uh, what what's there uh, to help you make the transition if you haven't. So. Uh, I I made mention of it, but what type of messaging is being made to the general public? Uh, Is there anything that they need to know?
1: Well, I think for us, we're really trying to get the word out to the general public about the FBI's crime data explorer in general, not just about NIBRS, but it also allows the public to view, access, understand um, local and national crime, and arrest data. And it also has our hate crime publication, our Leoka publication, as well as our use of force data. So I think, um, you know, what we're trying to tell the public is, hey, we have this information, it's out there, use it. Um, We do want to always caution people that when you make data comparisons that there are a lot of variables that surround that um, and unique conditions for different areas and cities. So we do caution against um, just strictly comparing based on numbers, uh, taking into account all of those variables. But I think that's, um, you know, I think it's about transparency and making sure that it is seen as the law enforcement wanting to make sure that we are transparent with the community that we're trying to protect and serve.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the the resources you talked about and the extra publications um, in my criminal justice classes, we've used um, those reports on active shooters and Leoka and um, the other that you mentioned. um, And great, great information, great tracking. And um, we've we've used them in class, the, the hate crime data in particular. Um, to show through crime maps and and reporting that um, beyond the the federal standards that we have our own individual state standards. And and when we show the map, how different they are and what they mean. So that's that's a good uh, source of information for for the general public or people who want to find out more. Uh, Wrapping up, this is a very busy time for you. Are there any other programs that uh, you're working on? You, I, I know you've got a whole laundry list of programs you're working on. Any that uh, you'd like our listeners to know about?
1: Um, you know, we do. I think we've recently, for the first time ever, did our Use of Force publication at 40%. Um, so I would just say that that is something that we are working toward and we should be publishing our 2020 uh, Use of Force publication here soon as well. It won't obviously be for the full year yet. But that's something um, that maybe we can talk about further in a, in another conversation for another day. But
0: uh, yeah, we're, we're here. We're busy. Awesome. Hey, one, one last comment on the uh, UCR um, training uh, guide. Or I remember the phone book that broke it down uh, of how to report uh, crimes. And so every one of the 18,000 agencies, we're, we're all talking in the same terms. Will there be any revisions to, to that training guide? Yes,
1: we are revising the user manual, which I think that's what you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> yes, we will be revising that accordingly.
0: Okay, awesome. And more information on NIBRS can be found at FBI.gov. Uh, thank you so much for our, your time, Chief Ford. Um Thanks for taking time and and explaining this to our listeners and our middle management and executive levels listening. And to our listeners, uh, thanks so much. Um, What do you think? Is your agency compliant? Um, If not, uh, take a look. Look at the website. Um, Ask why not at your agency and, uh, and get on board. Thanks so much, Chief Ford. Thank you, Mr. Dudley. Appreciate All right. it. All right. You bet. Well, to our listeners again, uh, if you have anything for us, if you have questions on NIBRS, uh, we can get some questions to Chief Ford. Write us at PolicingMatters at PoliceOne.com. That's PolicingMatters at PoliceOne.com. Be well. Stay safe. Thanks for your service. I'm Jim Dudley.